Good morning to all of you. Buenos dias a todos. Welcome to Sunrise Community Church. My name is Russ Siders. I'm lead pastor here. Uh, bienvenidos a todos. Mi nombre es Russ Siders. Soy uh, uno de los pastores aquí. And I want to greet all of you who are online as well. Very aware of you that uh, some of you that might be here on vacation, thank you for connecting with us in this way. Les doy salud a los en línea también. You know, we've been talking about infectious faith, and this week we, as a church, had an opportunity to support uh, uh, an example of that. Esta semana apoyamos un ejemplo de lo que es la fe contagiosa. We took our vacation Bible school that we did here two weeks ago, and we took it on the road to Pixley. And I want to get a picture just to give you a visual of this and to celebrate this. We need to celebrate when the church steps out. Nope, that's not it. Um, it's on the announcements uh, somewhere. So, vamos a poner esa foto. There it is. Okay. That is the picture of the Pixley uh, at the Nazarene Church where we brought this on the road. And I just want to take time to uh, celebrate that. Queremos celebrar. How many children, Holly? 30. 30 children that we touched through that vacation Bible st uh, school in Pixley. And a great thanks to Holly Moorhead and to the incredible team from Sunrise and other churches in Pixley that cooperated with that. I think that is an amazing example of what it means to be the church, right? It's not just for us. It is for the world. So let's give God a hand. Vamos a darle a Dios un aplauso por lo que Él ha hecho con la Escuela Bíblica de Verano en Pixley. And with that, I want to send our boys and girls out for children in worship time as a reminder that we are continuing to spread infectious faith to our children. I thank all of the helpers, all of those who participate in that incredible ministry and the way that that impacts lives. Quiero enviar a los niños al tiempo de niños en adoración. The rest of us are going to be opening up our Bibles. As I just said, we've been in a series of messages on infectious faith. Today we are wrapping up this series and uh, we're going to be looking at a scripture to help us do that. Estamos concluyendo hoy la serie de mensajes sobre la fe contagiosa. So I want to invite you to turn into the New Testament, that's the second part of the Bible, kind of towards the back to the second letter of Paul to Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read verses 5 through 7, just a few short verses. Segunda de Timoteo 1, versículos Cinco al siete, there's page numbers there that are keyed to our Bibles, our paperback Bibles in the back. If you don't have a Bible, just take one. Take one of those paperback Bibles with our compliments, and we hope you'll use it. Uh, so I'm going to read this first in Spanish, then we'll read the text in English. Comienzo leyendo el texto en español y después en inglés. And again, we want to understand the context here. Paul, the early church leader, church planter, missionary, apostle, is writing to a young pastor. He's writing to a young leader by the name of Timothy. Pablo, el apóstol, escribe a Timoteo, un, un líder joven. And uh, what he gives is advice not only to Timothy, not only encouragement for Timothy, but, but through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, what we have here is the Word of God. This is the word of God. Por la inspiración del Espíritu Santo en estas palabras, tenemos aquí la palabra de Dios. So let's listen very closely. Escuchemos. Dice lo siguiente. Traigo a la memoria tu fe sincera, la cual animó primero a tu abuela Loida y a tu madre Eunice, y ahora te anima a ti. De eso estoy convencido. Por eso te recomiendo que avives la llama del don de Dios que recibiste cuando te impuse las manos. Pues Dios 
no nos ha dado un espíritu de timidez, sino de poder, de amor y de dominio propio. Paul says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit to make us timid, but gave us power, love, and self-discipline. So it was just a few weeks ago, actually, in the month of June, that my wife, Mindy, and I found ourselves on this winding, mountainous road heading towards the village of Nevaj, Guatemala. Hace unas semanas estuve con mi esposa en un camino sinuoso, montañoso, hacia Nevaj, Guatemala. And we were traveling there because this is the place, this is the village where my wife spent much of her early childhood until she was about nine or so. Uh, era el lugar donde ella, mi esposa, pasó algunos años de su infancia. Her parents were missionaries there. Sus padres eran misioneros. And as we approached this town, as we got to the outskirts of Nevaj, I began to see on the road some billboards. And these billboards had some very strange writing on them. Vi unas vallas publicitarias en el camino con, con unas letras muy extrañas. It wasn't Spanish, no era español. It was something else. It was Ishi, which is the Mayan language that's spoken in that area. Era Ishi, un, un idioma maya de esa parte. And as we saw this, I talked to my wife and became conscious of the fact that 65 years ago, the Ishil had no writing for their language. Hace 65 años no tenían ninguna escritura los Ishil. Until a missionary by the name of Bill Elliott came along, and Bill Elliott translated the Bible into Ishil. Un misionero Guillermo Elliott trajo la Biblia al Ishil. And to do that, to translate the Bible into Ishil, he actually had to invent the system of writing for the Ishil. In fact, if you go to the next screen, you'll see John 3:16 in Ishil there. El tuvo que inventar el sistema de letras en Ishil. And so that's the, the writing in Ishil, and he invented it. And now, 65 years later, that village and those people are still benefiting from Bill Elliott's work. My wife knew Billy El Bill Elliott. My wife actually went to school with some of Bill Elliott's children. Mi esposa conocía a Guillermo Elliott y a sus hijos y era, uh, iba a la escuela con ellos. Very interesting. Well, we got into the city and Mindy very quickly pointed out that the city has changed a lot. Uh, when she lived there, the roads were all dirt and now the streets were all paved. Uh, las calles antes eran de, de tierra, ahora estaban pavimentadas. Uh, there were actually stoplights where they didn't exist before. Había semáforos. And as we walked around, uh, we also noticed a number of other things. And our friend and our missionary guide, Pam Lawrence, was with us. She was showing us around Nebach. We went past, I think we went past uh, an ambulance or something like that. Pasamos una ambulancia, un camión de bomberos. And Pam Lawrence, our friend, uh, made a point to say that it was her father, Don Lawrence, who actually started the Navaj Fire Department. Su padre, Donaldo, había comenzado el cuerpo de bomberos de, de Nevaj. 
And uh, the reason he did was because he was sick and tired of having to cart people in his car. Uh, in, you know, in emergencies, he'd have to load them up in his car and take them to some hospital or clinic or something. And so he started the fire department. Él comenzó el cuerpo de bomberos porque estaba ya harto de transportar a la gente al hospital en su carro personal. And that was about, probably about 60 years ago. Hace 60 años. And now today, 60 years later, Nevaj is still benefiting from the legacy of Don Lawrence. Este pueblo se beneficia del legado de este hombre, Donaldo Lawrence. As I saw these things, and then later on we were in a town called Chichicastenango. At another time, estuvimos también en Chichicastenango. There, my own father-in-law, Gail Morris, was the administrator of the Good Samaritan Hospital in that city, uh, el Hospital de Buen Samaritano en Chichicastenango. Mi, mi suegro, Gail Morris, era administrador. And we went inside and they allowed us to look in and, and Mindy could say, oh, this is improved. That changed. They didn't have that wing. And there were all of these improvements some 45 years after my father-in-law had been there. Había muchas mejorías después de 45 años cuando mi suegro estaba allí. And as I saw all of these different things, a question began to form in my mind. Surgió una pregunta. And it's a question that I want us to think about this morning. In 60 years... What evidence will there be that I have lived for Jesus Christ today? En 60 años que evidencia que pruebas habrá de que yo he vivido para Cristo hoy. In other words, in 60 years, how will my life have made a difference in this world? Will there be any evidence that I've lived for Jesus. In 60 años, habrá algo para marcar una diferencia en este mundo. And that, that question is something that I want to put before us this morning. It's a question that I take seriously. And I think about it and I say, well, you know, I haven't translated the Bible into another language. You probably haven't either, right? No he traducido la Biblia a otro idioma. I haven't started a fire department. Anybody here started a fire department? No he comenzado un cuerpo de bomberos? No, okay. Um, I haven't grown a hospital. No he crecido un hospital. I haven't done any of those things. So in 60 years, what difference will it make to the world that, that today we have faith in Jesus Christ? ¿Qué diferencia habrá en 60 años hemos vivido para Cristo hoy? Well, I think the answer to that powerful question has to do not with what we do. No tiene que ver con qué hacemos. I think the answer to that question has to do with who we influence. It has to do with who we touch. Tiene que ver con quien influenciamos. A quien influimos. And that's why we come to our scripture today in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. As I said before, Paul's writing to this young leader, Timothy, and uh, he says something very powerful here. Pablo dice algo muy poderoso a Timoteo. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Traigo a la memoria tu fe sincera la cual animó primero a tu abuela Loide y a tu madre Eunice y ahora te anima a ti. I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Traigo la memoria tu fe sincera. Paul is recognizing something in Timothy. Sincere faith. Now the word sincere here in the original language of the Bible, in the Greek language, is the, the word anahipokritu, which literally translated is unhypocritical. 
Sincere faith is unhypocritical faith. La palabra sincera es hipócrito en griega, o sea, no hipócrita. And so it's a faith that's genuine. And Paul's saying, I see a faith in you that's real. But we need to understand that hypocrite is not only a word that means false or someone who's fake. In ancient times, the Greek actors in a drama would put on a mask. Los actores en los dramas griegos se ponían máscara. And they would do that to portray another character. Lo hacían para así presentar otro personaje. And so a hypocrite is somebody with a mask. And so Paul's saying, Timothy, I'm recognizing in you, you have a living faith in Jesus Christ without a mask. You're living a real walk with God. Estás viviendo una, un camino con el Señor. It's sincere. Sincero. I learned something else this week. I'm always loving to learn the meaning of words, as you know. And I learned that this week the word sincere in English comes from the French, sincere, which means without wax. And you're saying, what is that? Sincero literalmente es sincera. Well, the story behind it is that sculptors, when they would make a, a figure out of marble or out of, out of stone, uh, it would often get a crack in it or get a, a, a chip on it. Los escultores a veces tenían astillas o grietas en sus esculturas. And so what would they do? They would take wax and cover up the imperfection to make it look good. Le ponían cera para cubrir el desperfecto, la falla. And so to be sincere is literally to be without wax. It's literally to have your whole self exposed for who it is and who you are. Sincero es estar sincero, o sea, con todos tus desperfectos. It's being genuine. It's being real. One of the things that I come to mind today as I come to the pulpit is yesterday, uh, our brother Ruben Madrid, who came to sunrise and then went off to Amago Church, he passed into the presence of Jesus yesterday. Ayer murió nuestro hermano uh, Rubén Madrid, que era de Sunrise y uh, después de la Iglesia Mago. And one of the things I loved about Ruben is he was sincere. Ruben was without wax. You talk to him and say, yeah, I did this over there. I know that wasn't so good, you know, but Jesus loves me. Y él decía siempre, ah, oh, yo tenía esta falla, este, este pecado, pero aquí el Señor me perdonó. That's what we're talking about. And Paul's saying, I'm, I'm looking at you, Timothy. You have a sincere faith, but you did not get that. You did not come to that by yourself. You see, that sincere, unhypocritical, infectious faith that you have, it didn't originate with you. You're not a self-made man. It was there first in your grandmother, Lois. And then it got transmitted to you from your mother, Eunice. And now this living, real, infectious faith in Jesus is living in you. Se te fue transmitida esa fe sincera de tu abuela Loida, de tu mamá Eunice, ahora está viviendo en ti. And so in light of that, Paul says here in verse 6, for this reason I'm reminding you, I'm encouraging you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Por eso te recomiendo que avives la llama del don de Dios que recibiste cuando te impuse las Manos. In, in other words, Timothy, don't sit on the blessing you've received. You've not been given this spark of faith in Jesus Christ to just keep it for yourself. No, you need to, you need to stir up within you the desire to 
and the abilities that God has given you so that you can pass on what you have received. Quiero que avives la llama del don que, que Dios te ha dado para transmitir esa fe contagiosa. It's all about passing it on. Infectious faith in Jesus. And in fact, Paul goes on to say, this infectious faith, you're going to be able to pass it on because you see, God's Spirit has given you something to do that. For the Spirit of God gave us, that God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Dios no nos ha dado espíritu de timidez, sino de poder, amor y dominio propio. It's about passing it on. Real, sincere, unhypocritical, infectious faith. But the plan even goes bigger. If you go down with me to chapter 2, 1 and 2, we find something else, capítulo 2, 1 y 2. Paul says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Así que tú, hijo mío, fortalecete por la gracia que tenemos en Cristo Jesús. Lo que me has oído decir en presencia de muchos testigos, encomiéndalo a creyentes dignos de confianza que a su vez estén capacitados para enseñar a otros. Notice something. Paul calls Timothy his son. Le habla y le dice que es su hijo. In other words, this infectious, contagious faith that Timothy has, this sincere faith, doesn't just come from the influence of his grandmother and his mother, but Paul himself as a spiritual father has had an influence upon Timothy. Pablo también como padre espiritual ha tenido influencia a Timoteo and he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the things that I've given you and I want you to pass it on to others who will pass it on to others who will pass it on to others. Quiero que transmitas esta fe a otros y a otros y a otros. As I've said before, you probably heard me say it. I love this verse because there are four generations in view here. Hay cuatro generaciones de transmisión. Paul, passing it on to Timothy, passing it on to reliable witnesses, passing it on to others. That's what we're talking about. Pablo transmite esto a Timoteo, a testigos dignos de confianza y después a otros. You see, when we benefit from the influence, from the unhypocritical faith of other people who are following Jesus, like our brother Reuben, which I said earlier, when we benefit from others who poured the life and the love of Jesus into us through their lives, that should inspire us. It should inspire us to want to go out and to share that with others who will then share it with others, who will then share it with others. That's the way it goes. Cuando tenemos una fe así que alguien nos ha transmitido, queremos usar nuestros dones para transmitir eso a otros. It all begins with Jesus. Todo comienza con Jesús. On the cross, Jesus, what does he do? He gives up his life, everything he's got to pay for our sins, but also to share new life with us. He dies so that we live new life, new creation, a new walk. That's sincere faith. There's a spark that begins with Jesus. Jesús se entrega y comparte con nosotros perdón, pecados, pero también nueva creación. 
And then we, like Jesus, in turn are called to live in such a way that we are pouring ourselves out and giving it away. Because the more you give away, the more of Jesus you get. And the more you want to give after that. Debemos entregar nuestra vida por ayudar y transmitir esta fe a otros. In Psalm 78, we get a picture of this. And the psalm writer's name is Asaph. Asaph in Salmo 78 habla de esto. And he's talking about how the people of Israel have received the things of God from their ancestors. And we got to understand, it's not just a list of beliefs. It's not just a list of things to believe. Uh, Asaph habla de cómo ha recibido las cosas de Dios de sus antepasados. And in Psalm 78.4, he says this, We will not hide them. Hide what? The living faith. The sincere faith. We will not hide those things from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders that He has done. No las esconderemos, las cosas del Señor, no las esconderemos de sus descendientes. Hablaremos a la generación venidera del poder del Señor, de sus proezas y de las maravillas que ha realizado. So this is the way it's set up that we receive something from the followers of the Lord before us. We pass it on to the next generation. Why? Verse 6, porque so the next generation would know them. Even, get this, the children yet to be born. And they would in turn tell their children. Para que los conocieran las generaciones venideras y los hijos que habrían de nacer que a su vez los enseñarían a sus hijos. And what's the view? What's, what, what's the end result? Then they would put their trust in God. They would have a sincere faith, a contagious faith. And they would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Así ellos pondrían su confianza en Dios y no se olvidarían de sus proezas, sino que cumplirían sus mandamientos. People, we have the answer to that question I was asking earlier right here. Aquí la respuesta a esa pregunta. What's going to matter in 60 years is not what we've done, whether we're leaving behind buildings or businesses or anything physical. Lo que va a importar no es lo que hemos hecho. Whether we won first prize at some contest, whether we graduated first in our class, what's going to matter in 60 years is not what we have done, but who we have influenced for Jesus Christ. That's what will live on in 60 years, far beyond us. That living, sincere, unhypocritical faith getting passed on. Eso es lo que va a importar en 60 años. Si hay alguien que hemos influenciado, influido para que tengan una fe sincera en Cristo. And for the last 25 years here at Sunrise, it is, that's been what we've been about. And that has been what I've been about here at Sunrise. Así hemos sido en esta iglesia. 25 years, a church that has been about coming together, people of all different backgrounds, people who speak different languages, to worship the living Lord Jesus Christ in English and in Spanish and to share that love wherever we can. That's what we've been about. Hemos congregado en esta nueva iglesia para compartir el amor de Cristo, adorarlo en inglés, en español y compartir su amor. And that is such a wonderful thing. 
In fact, for 25 years, we've been doing this, and when we began this church, I had no idea that there would be people here that weren't even born. If you're less than 25 years old, would you please stand right now? Please? Okay. Sorry, guys, I didn't have you in mind when we started 25 years ago. You were just a twinkle in your parents' eyes, I think. I don't know. Sit down. Thank you. And it's been such a privilege to be a part of that. It's been a great privilege. Now, here's the thing I, I, I know is true. Eso sí es verdad. In 60 years, I'm not going to be here. I won't be here in 60 years. A lot of you won't. Some of you who just stood up might be. Okay? 60 years is a long time. 60 años, no voy a estar aquí. I'm not going to be here probably in 25 years. Don't know. I might be alive, but I doubt I'll be standing right here. No voy a estar aquí en 25 años. And so the question is, what can we do today that will have an impact for Jesus Christ 60 years down the road? ¿Cómo podremos tener un impacto para Jesucristo en 60 años? As I've thought about that question, one thing I do know, there is a tipping point. There's a point at which uh, uh, the, the generation of people that started this church, including myself, we need to pass off to the next generation. En algún momento, esta generación tiene que ceder a la próxima to carry that living, sincere, unhypocritical faith in Jesus Christ forward. At some point, I need to get out of the way for the next generation of leadership at Sunrise. En algún momento yo tengo que ceder la próxima generación de liderazgo pastoral aquí. And that's been something I've been praying about at least for five years. For the last five years I've been praying about that and, and discerning. Durante cinco años he estado orando discerniendo. Lord God, what's my role here at Sunrise? What do you want for me? ¿Cuál es mi papel? And I can tell you that over the last five, six years, every single year, the conviction has been growing in me that the time for that transition is coming. Ya ha crecido la convicción que el tiempo de esa transición ya viene. In fact, people, it's already upon us. I don't know if you know this, but really we've been in a transition time for the last two, three years. And that really came to a head in, in June, where we have ordained now two new pastors on the Sunrise staff, Pastor Martin, Pastor Greg. We have two new pastors. Tenemos dos pastores, Pastor Martin, Pastor Greg. And that's a healthy thing. That's a good thing. We should be reproducing ourselves. And that's one of the blessings of my life in ministry to see two new pastors here. And that's very good. Now, today, I really don't want to drop a bomb on you. No quiero dejarles una bomba. But I do need to share some things with you. Because you see, I believe the time is coming for that transition to start picking up. Okay? Esa transición va a acelerar. I'm not here today to announce that I am leaving today. I'm not leaving today, okay? No me voy hoy. No bags packed under this pulpit, I promise, okay? I'm not leaving today. I'm not leaving in a month. No me voy en un mes. I'm not leaving in six months. No me voy en seis meses. What I do need to tell you, however, is that the pace of transition is going to start picking up. 
between now and in about a year. The pace of transition is going to accelerate. Comenzando hoy y así, el próximo año va a acelerar el proceso de la transición. It's already, again, as I said before, it's already happened. I don't know if you know this, but about four years ago, I started giving just a few hours of my time every week to the Tulare Community Church as a part of their church planting team, coaching next-generation planters and, 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 and raising them up. He estado dando unas horas a Tulare Community Church para ayudar con plantadores. In January, that ramped up another level. And since January, I've actually been working about 10 to 12 hours weekly with the Tulare Community Church's church planting team, which means I've been giving about 30 to 35 hours here at Sunrise, about 35, give or take. He estado trabajando menos horas en esta iglesia. So it's already starting to happen. My role is changing. Mi papel está cambiando. In April, I was invited by the Alliance of Reformed Churches to take on a new role. La Alianza de Iglesias Reformadas me ha invitado un nuevo papel. And that role is to be what is called a network leader. I've been asked by the Alliance of Reformed Churches to help start a brand new network of churches within the Alliance. Uh, a network is a group of about 15 to 30 churches that work together and have similar uh, needs and similar mission. Me han pedido ser líder de una red de 15 30 iglesias. And the network that I've been asked to help build is called the Light for the Nations Network. Se llama Luz para las Naciones, la red. And this network is unique. Like Sunrise, it's a network for multicultural, diverse churches within the Alliance of Reformed Churches. And actually, the network is pretty much non-existent right now. It needs to be built. It needs to be put together. Me están pidiendo componer esta red. In May, I started giving one hour a week to help with this as a volunteer. In, in June, I started to get paid two hours a week. In July, I started week, working three hours a week. In August, in just two days, I'm going to be working five hours a week for the Alliance of Reformed Churches uh, Network. Voy a estar trabajando cinco horas en agosto cada semana para la Alianza y su red. This is going to be, involve churches all across the country that are ethnic churches, multi-ethnic churches, ministering in diverse contexts, but also internationally. The cool thing is Martin uh, is going to be involved in helping us get Costa Rican churches connected to the light for the nations. I'm talking right now with a pastor in the Philippines about how to bring 10 churches in the Philippines in connection with us. Estamos trabajando en Costa Rica, en las Filipinas. By the end of this year, my time with the uh, network will double, potentially. Va a ser el doble para enero. And you can kind of do the math from there. It's going to start accelerating. In addition to that, my wife Mindy and I have been praying and we've been discerning about the next season of our lives. Mi esposa y yo estamos discerniendo el próximo, uh, la próxima etapa de nuestras vidas. Um, I know I look really young, but uh, I'm about this far from turning 60. Estoy por tener 60 años. And in 10 years, I will be 70. In 10 años, voy a tener los 70 años. People, 10 years goes like that. It goes fast. 10 años van volando. I turned 50, it seems like, just last year. Now I'm almost 60, right? So I expect that to accelerate. And so Mindy and I are in a season. We're saying, what is this season about? What time is it, God? ¿Qué hora es, Señor? Decimos al Señor. And we are in two things right now. Our parents are aging, and they live out in the Midwest, Iowa and Ohio. Nuestros padres están ya más viejos. And we believe 
We need to be closer to them. We need to be closer to them in their sunset years. It, it matters to us. Es importante que estemos con ellos en sus últimos años. There's something in the Bible about honoring your father and mother. And that's what it's talking about. Care for them as they age. We take that seriously. It's on our hearts. On the other side, we hope and pray and believe we are going to be grandparents. Vamos a ser abuelos. And there's something in our hearts from Psalm 78 that says we want to tell the next generation, the children yet to be born, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. Queremos pasar a nuestros nietos el evangelio. And to do that, we've got to be in close proximity with them as well. I don't know about you, but parents, I don't know how you do it with what you're facing today. There are challenges, right? We want the living, sincere faith we have in Jesus to be in our grandchildren and in their children and in their children and in their children. You get it if you're a parent or a grandparent, right? That's what we want. And with all of that put together with this 10 years, I'm saying, God, how could you what would you want to do with my life for the, for the kingdom of God? Yes, with sunrise, but beyond sunrise as well. What would it look like for me to, to leave the very best on the table and, and just leave it with you, Lord, and do the best I can in the next 10 years or beyond if you give me health? ¿Cómo será que yo deje todo en la mesa para el Señor? And so that's, that's without the mask, right? That's sincere. You're seeing my cracks right now. That's why I'm cracking up. Um, but I want to share this with you. Why? Because we need time to process this. It's, it can't happen tomorrow. I can't walk out here tomorrow. I'll be a wreck. I need to be with you guys for a while and so we can talk. And I want to assure you of a couple things. Quiero asegurarles de dos cosas. First of all, I love you. I love Sunrise. And this is a hard decision but it's not because I'm unhappy. Don't let the gossip go, oh, pastor's not happy here. No, I am extremely happy. Los amamos mucho y estoy más que contento. So please understand that first of all. And I anticipate our relationship is going to continue. Yes, our relationship will change. My role at Sunrise may change. But in, uh, if Sunrise enters the Light for the Nations network, you got a sweet deal. There's a guy who, uh, who would be willing to go to bat for you anytime, who will be praying for you, advocating for you. And I anticipate us still having that connection. Vamos a tener esa conexión. I want it. I hope you do too. So I love you, number one. Number two... This is going to stretch the faith of everybody. Everybody has an opportunity to grow in faith here. Todos tenemos oportunidad para crecer en la fe. It's going to stretch my faith. Do I have my plans figured out for the future? No, I don't. I am, I am stepping off the cliff, so to speak. I don't know. It's not all there. I see pieces. It's going to stretch my faith. It's going to stretch your faith. What does sunrise look down the road? Well, if we are going to get to 60 years and beyond, we've got to answer that question for now. What is sunrise like in the coming years? We want to be multicultural. That much I've heard from our leaders. We've got to stay multicultural. We've got to stay a church that reaches out in English and in Spanish. Tenemos que ser una iglesia que alcanzamos a la gente en inglés y en español. And this much is clear. Passing on 
sincere, infectious, unhypocritical faith in Jesus Christ is not optional. It's a must. Tenemos que transmitir la fe contagiosa en Jesús. That's the mission of the church. That's what it's all about. And so the future is still under construction. It's in God's hands. We're going to take the coming months to talk about that, pray about that, discern together. I welcome the opportunity to get with you one-on-one or, or in a group setting to talk about this. Vamos a estar construyendo el futuro. The future's in God's hands, but guess what, people? That is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And he's got it. We're not slaves to fear. We just sang about it this morning, right? No somos esclavos al miedo. So, may God help us to stay true to the mission that Jesus has given us. Que podamos seguir fieles a la misión del Señor. And let's keep passing it on. Sigamos transmitiendo la fe contagiosa. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together. Vamos a orar. God, I thank you so much for the high privilege of the people who have influenced me for Jesus. My parents, Sunday school teachers and elders, youth group leaders, friends, and this Sunrise family. Thank you for the influence that all have had on me in having a faith in you that that matters. Gracias por todos que me han influido a mí en mi, en mi camino contigo, Señor. And thank you for this incredible vision that you've had for the church. We do not have to walk alone. We can walk with each other in the highs and in the lows. And yet you are always moving us out. You keep sending us out because you went out, Jesus. You went out from heaven's comfort to come to earth and die for us and rise again. Saliste, Señor, de la comunidad de cielo para venir y morir y resucitar por nosotros. And so you're going to push us out of our comfort zone too. And sometimes it won't make total sense. And yet at the same time, it's good. And so, Lord God, I, I thank you for the sincere faith that has lived here in so many at sunrise. And I pray for the future, the future of your church worldwide and the future of this expression of your church, Sunrise Community Church. Yo pido por el futuro de tu iglesia y de esta iglesia comunidad amanecer. Bless each person here. Bless us, Lord, as we walk together and talk together and discern together. And Lord, I, I pray that, that the children yet unborn in this community will come to know the living, loving Lord Jesus Christ because we have the courage to pass it on. Que los niños que no han nacido todavía vengan a los pies del Señor porque hemos transmitido una fe contagiosa. We thank you, Lord. You're good. Your plans are good. We affirm that. Afirmamos que eres bueno y tus planes también. We praise you and love you. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. In tu nombre oramos, Señor Jesús. And all God's people together say, Amen.